one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Absolute banter flying around already. Lads. Well, yeah, that's right. We're back. The Holy Trinity have returned from... Well, we're all feeling a little bit rough for, for different reasons. Mine, because I've just finished a 15-hour journey back to Manchester and down to the Rugby Dungeon, JB and Phil, because they've had about 48 hours of debauchery in Bath. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, plenty on that in a bit. Um, but let's do this. The Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast after the end of the Rugby World Cup 2015. 3 2 one. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. That's how we start the podcast, isn't it, <laughs> guys? I've only missed a couple. Three, two, one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Three, two, one. Uh, pod that's on an, three. That's an epic fail. Pod on three. Pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. No. <laughs> <laughs> Very let's good. Talk. Let's 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 go from the top. No, no, we'll carry on, JB. We, this is no second chances here. Oh, God. It's like the world. You can't. You wouldn't have Ma Nonu and Richie McCaw and Dean Cadder and Bun Smuth. You wouldn't have them going after 10 minutes. Oh, Nigel, can we just start again? Yeah, just... Uh, no. uh, right, I'm Tim, that's Phil. Hi, Tim. Uh, that is JB. Hello, Tim. Reclining on a sofa, how are you feeling? I'm feeling remarkably good, actually. Remar- remarkably, considering um, the fun that we had in Bath yesterday. <laughs> uh, it was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah. It is easily... Uh, Easily the best city in the world to watch sport. <laughs> so so no ifs or buts. I, li- I lived there for what seven or eight years. Bought my first house in Bath, so I've, I've got very very fond memories of it. Um, and it's one of those things I think maybe you take it for granted when you oh, when you live there. But it's, a, it's just exceptional. Yeah, it's like, stunning, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we got we 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 got the house, and there's a spa. You go back to the house, and there's a professional rugby ground, and then there's old oldie worldie. Uh, pubs everywhere it just it's so so good it's ridiculous uh, <laughs> and that's where you watched the World Cup final I watched the World Cup final in a bar in Greece with uh, several mythos and loads of Greek people who were confused but quite interested and quite enthusiastic about uh, about this rugby malarkey but uh, let's get str- no in fact before we get straight to it I've just looked at my phone and after the long journey back from Greece um, via Stockholm and a load of delays I've only got 3% left on my phone and there's something I really have to play you so can Ooh, you yes, please. give me that lead because you know how much I love uh, the misuse of the word literally <laughs> we, literally we all do love it by we pundits. all appreciate it uh, and Mike Tyndall has misused literally brilliantly and here is former World Cup, England World Cup winner Mike Tyndall 
I think what they weren't used to is how brilliantly Australia have been defending. I don't think they've amazing, played, amazing. It's incredible defence. I don't think yeah. they've come against a team where they haven't had. They've they've been literally going into a brick wall and had to go. Well, actually, maybe we need to play a bit of territory. And yes, Michael. <laughs> Australia are their defence to New Zealand. They will be literally going. Th- against the brick wall, uh, New Zealand. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! I mean, Australia's defence is good. It is good. It is good. It's not quite like literally running into a brick wall, though. The way they managed to find space and power over the gain line, I'm, I'm sure maybe that might have actually been part of Steve Hansen's tactics, actually making New Zealand attack a brick wall. <laughs> um, it's a tough training session, that one. Yeah, a fair bit of graft. Um, right, I know you were saying previously, JB, that there was a little bit of disappointment that it was Australia New Zealand ranked one yeah. or two teams, in the, and now New Zealand have won the World Cup, and that's they were the favourites. In spite of that, the final lived up to what has been best World Cup ever, didn't it? Uh, yes, in, in my opinion, it did. I loved the final. Yeah, uh, I only didn't want them to win to be contrary, really, yeah. <laughs> because they didn't deserve it. They clearly do deserve it. They're clearly the best team in the world. And if you were neutral watching that game, you'd be very, very impressed. But for me, being you know contrarian, I just wanted to see them lose at some points, or I just wanted to see them really tested. That's the, that's the other thing. I don't think we've seen them. Uh, at, at, their, at their full capacity yet, which is ridiculous for a team that's just won the World Cup final. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I don't, I don't think they have ever had to really show full capacity. I yeah. mean, the, the game against um, South Africa, they only won it by two points, but they were the better team. Yeah, and it, w- it was only silly errors that kept South Africa in it, and silly like just little penalties that kept that allowed Andre Pollard. In this game, New Zealand were comfortably the best team until the Ben Smith yellow card. Bin Smath, Bun, Bin Smath, um, which allowed Australia to get back in it, and fair play because they scored two tries, mm. which is not easy to do against the All Blacks, even when there's 40 men on the park. I've also got a whole new respect for the Australian team. I think they were absolutely brilliant. I mean, I don't think they're quite team of the tournament because you've got to look at Japan for that. You've got to look at the, the All Blacks for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there's certainly a new heart and uh, yeah, a, a new respect now. Uh, around that Wallabies team it could have been and I thought in the first half it was going to be a, a typically boring K- well not boring but you know what I mean a typically yeah. cagey Rugby World Cup final but there were more tries in that Rugby World Cup final than any other previous Rugby World Cup finals only once until yesterday until the, the Rugby World Cup final um, yesterday as it is that, that we're recording this podcast only once has there been more than three tries the original World Cup final was New Zealand against France in '87, and New Zealand won that, scoring three tries to France's one. So there were four tries in there. There were four tries in that one. Sorry. Other than that, there's only been no team has scored more than well. There's only a couple of tries in any in any particular game. What Australia, England, yeah. England got one try. There was it England Jason got one try. That was Jason yeah. Robinson and Takiri got Takiri, the other try. So that was two that two tries in that game. Um, in '91, there was just the one try. Um, in '95, there was no tries. In '99, there was two tries for Australia as they won it. Uh, two tries in '03, no tries in '07. Yeah, because it was 15-6, wasn't it? 15-6, um, and two tries in a, in 2011. So yeah, it was '87. It was brilliant to see what has been a brilliant World Cup also delivering at the biggest moment when the most number of people will be watching it, and particularly that second half. Yeah, it's definitely the best tournament ever. Was it the best final ever? 
Uh, it's got to be up there. It's maybe because New Zealand were still comfortable winners. Yeah, I still think the England final when they won it was the best for me because of the extra time and extra the, time. Yeah, it was so tight. But the skill of the the, the oh. players it was, it was absolutely exceptional. And no, let's not forget as well with what uh, ten minutes to go, there was it was still a seven point game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, fair enough. But yeah, the skill level, the uh, Milner Scudder try, that first one, the hands where Conrad Smith half goes through and then offload, 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 three very quick hands, the, the right Sunny lines. Sunny Bill Williams offload, Ma Nonu's yeah. step. Nonu's tr- now, yeah, Nonu's Now, if I know a try. story, which will get Tim excited, if I know one, it will be this. What do you think of Sunny Bill Williams giving away his medal? Love it. I, I bet love you it. do. He gave, he, <laughs> I reckon he gave the World Cup his World Cup winning medal to the child whose shorts he's been wearing <laughs> during the tournament. Straight swap. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear yours age eight shorts. Uh, you can have my rugby World Cup medal if we win. I, I actually think it's it kind of it, it's a little bit insulting to the medal. It's saying it's it's not it doesn't he doesn't value it as highly as everyone else does. Well, he probably doesn't. Oh, he's, maybe, he's, maybe yeah, he doesn't. He's, he's already the New Zealand boxing champion. He's already a—he's well, not World Cup winner in, in league, but he's won titles. And all yeah, that sort of um, I, he's I not interested it, in, materi- in material <laughs> exactly things. He's interested right. in the memories of the last four years and the the knowledge that he's climbed Everest. Now, you're a father. Yeah, uh, you will be soon. Eight, seven. S- uh, okay, now this lad is fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think when he? Jumped on him. Like, can you imagine taking your son to a game and you're turning around and he's now pitch invaded <laughs> and he's about to get tackled by stewards? <laughs> there is a moral to this story which is treats do prosper. <laughs> Rule breakers. Yeah. Yes. Do not listen to these rules. Push the go, boundaries. Go and push. Yeah. No limits. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I just thought. Um, I mean, New Zealand were the better team. Um, but when Bin Smith went off. Yeah, it just came alive in another level, didn't it? And I've I've just got so much time for Australia, I, and I think they're at the start of their their journey. They've got a lot of young guys, and they do. Yeah, whether well, they start, I don't know. A lot of those players are quite quite mature. Um, I, I think they're building nice. It, we've said, spoke before. It's one year into yeah. Chica's reign, and he's already affected like a culture change that has like led into the World Cup final. Young squad, is it? It's not like they're on. A four-year cycle, and they'll be peaking in four years' time. I think Phil, they've got a good mix. By the way, calling him calling him Michael Chica uh, is going to get people talking in the way that Vermalen, Vermulen, Vermalen, Chica, Chica, it's all the same. Exactly. Right. Tomato, tomato. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And also, a lot of those um, players. Well, I mean, if you pointed him out at the start of the tournaments. In fact, maybe, maybe before that. Kieran Drawney is, is class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mitchell, oh, I've been banging that drum for a few yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've listened to the podcast, you, you will hear Phil talking him up big time. He, he's a massive unit, but yeah. skills as well. Skills, yeah. gas. And gas, yeah. As, as, and as, he's only, what, 24, 25, Kieran yeah. Drawney? I was, was going to build up Drew Mitchell as well, except that he spilt the ball twice in critical situations. So He did spill it for that uh, for the Bowden Barrett try, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he, he's 14 World Cup tries for Drew Mitchell. That's he's, amazing. He's third behind Habana and uh, Lomu. Yeah. Did you see the, the third place playoff? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't see that. On the Friday that. night. Yeah, they bought him off, from what I can see, as a sign of respect. But they bought him off with like 20 minutes to go and he's one try to be the all-time yeah. top try scorer. He must have been absolutely fuming. He, he did. He blew a couple of chances in the first half by, not, by spilling the ball. Um, but yeah, 
one, one tray away from the record yeah, and get taken uh, off with 20 minutes to go. Didn't like Graham Taylor do the same thing with Gary Lineker in a football match? Did he? No, I, I, I believe he did well, the same thing. The, like, uh, he, he was playing for England and could needed another goal to equal or something the all-time record or whatever it was <laughs> and he brought, he brought him off as a sub with 20 to go but uh. it, was this before um, I couldn't believe it I'd, if I was Havana I would be absolutely furious human. it's uh, so needless it just, it just how, doesn't make sense how old is Havana about 32-ish yeah, yeah so he's not, he's, not got got world, he? he's not got another World Cup in him and you, you look at New Zealand's team, and you think they can they can build as well. They can have the turnover of players and, and keep building because they've got they've got guys that are going to be there at the next World Cup. Oh yeah, I really like the way that um, Hansen has kind of brought the players in at the mm. right time and kept the kept the older heads, but given players like Feketoa, who wasn't even in the twenty three, but who over the past couple of years has got game time and has been eased in and has got experience of the rugby championship and the big games. Oh, like um, picky tens. I mean, which which ten oh. do you want to go with for the future? Bowden Barrett. Do you reckon? But he's a he's such a good impact sub as well. Yeah. Actually, I think they will go for Cruden when he's back. I think fit. Cruden will be the guy. Um, and then, but I mean, the next Barrett New Zealand the team or the next incarnation of this New, New Zealand team is going to be very interesting because you're not going to have McCaw. You're not going to have. You lose, you lose six. Yeah, it's, it's Six, a huge um, amount. Mia has gone. Um, McCaw, potentially, although there is... He's not confirmed his retirement in uh, an article I read in the New Zealand Herald today. No, so he says he's going to take the summer to think about it. And I heard, I've heard people discussing this and saying, basically, he's, he's, he's such a down-to-earth bloke that it's not for him about legacy or going out with the top oh, no. and that kind of thing. Oh, and no. there's a little bit of me here that thinks that... Players shouldn't be allowed to retire from international rugby. Just in the drag s- them back. In, well, no, <laughs> in, the, in the sense that it is the highest honour you can have as a rugby player, yeah. um, being you know being selected to play for your country. And I almost think it's like if your country calls, yeah. Well, then, well, that's it. Of course, it's it's, it's the biggest honour. I will, if my country needs me, I will do the Step duty up. for my country. So yeah, I can understand both sides, though, because. There's so few players who get to step out, who get to leave on their terms, and like Wilkinson did with the Heineken Cup, mm. winning that as his final game, McCaw winning the World Cup as a final game is incredible. Yeah, I, I get, I get that. that. But on the flip side, um, I've worked at a few events with um, Jason Robinson, and you know, you would have played against him at Field, Phil. Uh, I never played um, when he was there. They were the league below us. He only played home games or something like. They were the league below. <laughs> yeah, he didn't I play was. Home games. I love it. I love it. Do you see that little pie in the face for Jason Robinson from Phil there? <laughs> I wasn't in a league low enough to play against World Cup winner Jason Robinson. Um, <laughs> no, it, I know this is worth before, but it's still worth re- revisiting. Um, I'm almost certain that Fylde were giving him some of the gates, so they wouldn't. He wouldn't play away. I've heard all sorts about. Yeah, him, he's, the, he had a clothing. Line. Anyway, the the point is, he carried on playing league rugby. Um, and drop down the leagues and still goes and plays touch rugby uh, weekly with you know friends and, and, and plays in little touch rugby leagues just because he loves playing and uh, just being a little bit cynical I'm sure he does love the touch rugby yeah. but the, the filed thing I think there's, there's <laughs> yeah. another reason other than just the love of the game I tell you what <laughs> if I was a high level uh, professional 
the last thing on earth I would ever do is touch. Once I'm done with this game, once I'm done with contact, I'm done with the game forever. Oh, I love touch. I never I ever want to play touch. I want to be involved with it. I want to be associated <laughs> with it. I, I hate it so much. <laughs> All right, but back to back to the rugby. Oh, and, and well, I suppose you look at Dan Carter and you go, you you try telling me after that performance in a rugby World Cup final, you try telling me that he doesn't have the ability if he were wrapped in cotton wool he could be wheeled out in four years time and, pro- and do a job yeah. po- possibly fly off is probably possibly the the role where you're most able to, most able to yeah. do that yeah. but anything these a- Andy, Andy, guys, Andy Goode for example the last few years exactly is exactly right yeah. but you only get smarter you get more experienced yeah I mean, Charlie Hodgson is still, still class Sir Charlie uh, <laughs> And the, yeah. just these older guys seems to do a very very good job because they've been there, and, been there and done it before. Mm. But Carter has backed himself. He's just signed a three year deal worth a million euros a year. He just had the biggest deal in rugby. That's amazing. Fair play, he deserves it as well. Um, so obviously New Zealand worthy winners and ah Jamie. And if you had fifteen minutes on the <laughs> podcast for JB's phone going off, you've won this week's sweepstake. That is a lot longer than normal. Oh, by the way, I'll just take this point to say um, you can listen on Acast. You can you're probably listening on Acast or probably via iTunes. I recommend you subscribe uh, on iTunes. Leave us a little bit of feedback as well. Um, and um, yeah, at Rugby Podcast is where you can get in touch with us on Twitter. Now, highlight, low light. What's, what's your highs and lows of of the Rugby World Cup? Okay. Mm. I th- the high, one of the highs is going to be dead easy, isn't it? Yeah, Japan. Yeah. Japan. Japan's got to be up there. That that game. When they won that game, I, I've never had like an emotion. The emotion that I felt in that watching a rugby game, even incredible. when England won, it was incredible. I was so invested and involved in that game. I loved every second of it. Definite highlight. And Argentina. Um. Oh, yeah. Ireland. Argentina. Oh, just Ireland, Argentina just, in general. Just Argentina in general. Just. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much. I mean, that Japan game was. Outrageously good. I, I, I'll tell you the one which re, which really stuck with me: the Man of the Match award for Georgia versus New All Zealand. Blacks. Yeah, that was that that was brilliant. Uh, what's his name? Gorgonza. Uh, won it, and it was just it was just a really really nice moment. So that's and, and I suppose right. picking up on that, the the tier two nations stepping up a level, as we've talked about many many times, and um, hopefully that that kicks on yeah, in the next four years. Definitely, but the. the the general play of the tier two we spoke about before, but the the pack and the set piece and like Japan showing there is another way. You can be more intelligent. Mm. You don't just have to use scrums as a penalty machine. Mm. You can use it to, to restart, restart the play. game Amazingly. and play and actually use it as an attacking weapon and play some rugby. I tell you, who should look at that? Gethin Jenkins. We might get another three years on <laughs> if he doesn't actually have to scrummage. Yeah, it's a wonderful <laughs> idea. How about your lowlights? Uh, low lights. Uh, I have to say that, and I think it's been happening generally speaking. But every four years, you get to sort of judge rugby as a as as an overall game. And I think there's been lots of positives. It has rugby has got a little bit softer in the last four years, yeah. and rugby has sloped a little bit towards football more so th- in the last play, four years. Player calling. Um, actually, Austin Healy pointed that out today on um, his commentary. There's a little bit of players appealing for stuff. There's there's um, there's there's definitely a lot more stuff that that would just be like, come on, boys, on you go, get get on with it. That's now getting referred to TMOs and getting yellow cards. Yeah. And there was uh, there were two yellow cards today, which I'll talk about later. Which was an absolute disgrace. I do get the player safety thing, but the unfortunate consequence of that is that it's getting softer. Uh, yeah, it is a little bit. 
my downside, and this is not for now, but for the next, for the next four years, we're going to have to put up with all of the All Blacks' pious nonsense. Everyone's going to be sweeping their own changing rooms. <laughs> we're all going to have to be like good blokes. and it, it, it's, We're going to be doing all the things that the All Blacks say they do, but they never do. <laughs> they, what they've done is they've set a trap for the next World Cup, and it's very clever. Very well, apparently they do. Apparently, Richie McCaw and Dan Carter no, no. swept the change rooms after the World Cup final. I, I, I need to say it because I'm pretty sure that they just order in two young boys and they you know, sweep, go, <laughs> go get me a beer. We're done. Right. Well, we'll talk about the Rugby World Player of the Year award nominees shortly. But how about some alternative awards for the Rugby World Cup? So, I'll just to just to get us going. Um, services to stash would go to Argentina both on the field and yes. off it with the grey v-neck sweaters of their coaches and also a special mention to the Samoa coaches for their loud bright uh, Samoan shirts yes not yeah. Hawaiian shirts FYI <laughs> uh, worst performance of the Rugby World Cup goes to Paloma Faith and her version of World in Union <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I can't believe it's taken so long to bring this up actually the world has won oh my uh, goodness every time how do they go through the candidates uh to find her to sing the song uh, here's a question what's worse Paloma Faith singing that or UB40 singing Swing, Swing Low, Low. that was horrendous <laughs> yeah that was pretty bad it was, it was a, it's offensive actually yeah. it's an attack your next award well there is the Michael Jackson Memorial Flash Dance Award for the services the body popping which goes to Dan Bigger <laughs> wise wise have you seen the Trevor Neakeen Mick Teague of no that. just in I, th- I think it's after the they've beaten Wales who uh, the South African uh, reserve loose head slash tight head oh right okay uh, <laughs> doing doing it's d- just all the lads all the South African team sat around in their track suits and he like stands up and starts doing the, <laughs> the damn big dance it's very good well so we'll, 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 we'll float that one out there on, on to, and we'll come up with some more awards based on your suggestions so your alternative awards for the Rugby World Cup at Rugby Podcast tweet us tim at eggchasers.com to email and um, and we'll, we'll do some of those I'd have uh, the uh, best line sponsored by Helix Shatterproof Rulers um, would either be the Japanese winger cutting through the South African oh, midfield yes. for the Goromaru try uh, the oh. second to last try or when uh, Nigel Owen said to Zirakashvili versus Georgia and he said uh, how, how many times have I refereed you and you still don't understand me yeah. get, get on with it yeah <laughs> I love the way I've said it before I love the way Nigel Owen says use it ooze he had a good game he did have a good game he, he did, did miss a forward pass he did miss a forward yeah, pass yeah but do you know, but... I don't mind people missing stuff it's always and he, a flowing game and yeah. he, and he uh, Australia what they would have done for a I mean we talked about their scrum improving what they would have done for a line out in that final well okay yeah. so that's really interesting because off air before we were talking about these two sevens and I largely agree Hoops and Pocock yeah well yeah the, my, my thought on that is, is being that in four years time the game of rugby will be very different as a consequence of Michael Hooper and David Pocock working together in the back row I think that will become a bit of a blueprint for, for other countries I don't disagree with you but I, it's very circular this sort of stuff so it will only be good for as long as it's good and then soon someone works it out you'll have to go back to whatever it is so my theory on this is yesterday the line out was under a lot of pressure the Australian Australian's ball was under a lot of pressure because they didn't have 
many, uh, they don't have much in the way of options. And I think in that case, you know, they're going to have to look at some taller sevens, and you'll probably end up with six and a halves all over again. Mm. Yeah, so I, it's, I, it's all circular. I do understand um, that argument. Like the, Australia's lineup was seventy percent, which isn't good enough at the higher level. No. But they've got it's, three. It's good if you're Dave Ward. Yeah, it's brilliant if you Dave Ward. Dave, we were watching Dave Ward warm up uh, in the bath in the bath game because he was on the bench. This was the best moment of the weekend by far. And by I, far. Me and Jay were just chatting to each other. Oh my god, Dave Ward, right down our end. He's there. He's, he's there in real life. Gonna, Dave Ward's there. <laughs> he's going to practice a lineup. Watch this. So me and Jay just warming up. No one else is watching. There's a game going on. Yeah, we, and we, we, we've got the attention of all of well, the eight other lads that we're with. Watch this. Watch this doing. You will not believe what happens now. So we went, ooh. And he hits it. And then he lines up another one. And the whole stand started watching. The whole stand goes, <laughs> and he missed, he missed it unopposed. He, yeah, he's, he's, he's got a sixty percent record unopposed to a, a jumper and lifters he knows well. <laughs> poor Dave Ward. Yeah, but, poor Dave Ward. but going back to Australia, New Zealand. So New Zealand jumping options. They've got five in their the second Reed, row. Reed, White, Lock, Kano, yeah, McCaw, McCaw. Mm. Everyone apart from the front row is a, is an option to be lifted, mm. to to lift and be lifted. And it was part of Stuart Lancaster's reason for only considering Sam Burgess a centre. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, we don't need to talk. We don't need to talk about Stuart today. Well, not until later, anyway. When I might drop him into conversations. Um, <laughs> of course, wouldn't expect anything else, JB. Uh, yeah. So I, I do think that two sevens is an option, and I think you know Wales have used it in the past with, with Tupperick and, yeah. and Warburton. Maybe not. Two players of exa- exactly the same qualities as uh, Pocock and Hoops, but it, it's an option. I don't think it's going to be how every team will, mo- will model their pack up. No, I'm, I'm not saying every team will have two sevens, but you need to slow down the opponent's ball, yeah. and you need to you, and turnover ball is so important. Yeah, and turnover where, ball is key. You could argue, couldn't you, that Toulon play with two sevens because they often put Armitage to eight. Hmm? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think I definitely think it's something which will be looked at. But but slowing closer. the opposition ball down is just as important as, as speeding your own so ball. Speeding your own ball up. It's not just well, the yeah. hands on ball. It will affect a change, but not necessarily in the players who play. It's the manner in which you play, and it's just more emphasis on quick ball for yourself, slow down the opponent's ball, and that that is That's so simple. But it's it's an entire team oh, yeah. doing it. Uh, right. How about a team in the tournament then? With something we can rattle through pretty quickly, and you can give your suggestions uh, at Rugby Podcast. I'm going to suggest. I just mentioned Co there. I'd, I'd I'd have him down as the the loose head prop of the tournament. I, I probably would do as well. Well, I think, I think you should do this uh, NFL style, which is when you pick your team of the tournament or you do your MVPs, it's based on the group stages, not the playoffs, uh, for reasons that in the playoffs it's heavily skewed. Does that make sense? So uh, performance is in the group stages. Oh well, I think we should. I think we should not discount anyone in the group stages. We should. Well, I think we're capable of accounting for the people that are, are in nations that aren't as good. Yeah. If, and didn't play as many games. Yeah. I think we can do that. That said, Augustine Creevy would be a, a good shout at hooker. Yes, he would be. Uh, Shota Hori as well, the Japanese hooker. Yeah. I think it was class. Didn't. Yeah. Very very good at set piece. In fact. Um. <laughs> it's been a long weekend. Can you think of a tight head? I think of lots, lots of tight heads, but you want the best, the best one in the, the tournament. The best one in the tournament. I don't think anyone covered themselves massively in glory. Um, as far as tight heads go, no. I think you, you, when you watch New Zealand, you, you have to fully understand the importance of Owen Franks mm. because 
I saw a great quote that um, that said um, it's talking about New Zealand, Australia, and South Africa, and South Africa can match New Zealand for grunt, but not guile. Australia can match New Zealand for guile, but not grunt. Uh, and it's like I quite like that. And he, he's the cornerstone of that pack, and he can uh, m- match it with the best in the world. Mm. He's so important. Do you know what I think is a really, really telling skill for props? is if they can lose a scrum badly and not give away a penalty. I think that is the hardest possible <laughs> stay up, skill. Stay, get March yeah. backwards, but stay up, stay bound, it, stay tight. Yeah, but it, their, their, their scrum was solid, but there's a lot more to it than scrum is in, and I think, I think that's a fair shout. He's got, he's got a whole lot more to his game than that. Um, as has Brody Retallick, isn't just a set-piece man. He is an all-action yes. superstar, and yes. uh, he'd have to be in the second row. Yes, there's a few others who could go alongside him. Whitelock could, Lou Diego could. Diego has had a great World Cup. Yeah. Alan Wynne Jones was incredible as well. Yeah. Alan, Alan Wynne Jones is superb. Uh, and um, Leone Nakarawa. Oh, of course. It's awesome. Uh, let me float this back row and see if you disagree. Uh, Mamuka Gorgodza, Michael Hooper, David Pocock as the back, the best back row that have performed in this World Cup. Uh, I think Kano was brilliant, and I think Scout Berger, his performance. Oh against, no, actually, let me take it his back. His performance against Wales. Uh, Scout Scal- Berger is six, here, even though he wears it. seven. He's a six, isn't he? You what? I think I'm on, think I'm on record about Scott, uh, Scott Berger. He's oh he's yeah, definitely passed JB it. JB said he's definitely passed it. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. He deserves to be. He deserves to be six. Does Mamuka Gorgodza deserve to be in the back row, maybe as an eight? I think he probably does. He's yeah. superb. And then, so it would be hoops, would it? Or no, Pocock. Probably Pocock. Pocock at seven. Yeah, I'd probably go for yeah. that. But then you're overlooking, like Pickamoles was sensational as yeah, well. He was. I mean, he was standout, only, standout player in that France France team. He was the only player in that France team. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Long periods. Quadzilla. I hope he comes to Leicester or Bath, or I just hope I get to watch him week in week out. Yeah. That would, oh. we will see. Yeah, overlooking McCaw, Kano, and Reed. But that's not to say they I, weren't good. It's just Reed, they weren't the best in their position. Reed, from my mind, uh, has gone backwards from where he was two years ago. Yeah, uh, I, he was. I was disappointed with him in this World Cup. Um, he's still good, but two years ago he was by far the best player in the world. And I know he's had he's had repeat concussion mm. concerns since then. I just hope that's not had an impact. Yeah, because George North isn't the player he was before his repeat concussion issues, is he? Well, he doesn't see any ball. Scrum half, best scrum half. Three Dupree had a good game uh, against Wales. He did, but not a but, great yeah, game against New Zealand. Then he lost. Then he lost his mind. Aaron Smith is the best nine in the Aaron world. Aaron Smith, yep. in my opinion. And then does Din Carter take it from Din Bigger? No, don't bigger for me. Um, <laughs> Dan Carter for me. Dan Carter. That, that drop goal was so outrageous. Yeah, yeah. So, he th- didn't have much space in front of I him. Know. He only gave himself a. Yeah, like he was in the position that most fly halves would be standing with for a normal, back, like for normal, flat. For normal pl- yeah, <laughs> unreal. It was unreal. And Forty odd yards out as well. He never looks like he's in. The, he's in the pressure. Yeah. If you watch Dan bigger, it looks like he's trying his heart out. But he makes no, it look so easy, doesn't it? It's more the the stage that like he he just looked like it was another just oh just uh, just just having a kickabout for. You know, Canterbury Crusaders pre-season warm-up game. It was, yeah. it was so fluent, so cool, effortless. Yeah. Um, I think Bernard Foley's performance against England was one of the most accomplished I've seen from a fly half. Yeah. But it has to be Carter. Yeah. Dean Carter. All and round. then, and then outside him, Ma'a Nonu. Surely. Yes. What a tournament he's had. He he, he could potentially be the yeah. best player in the tournament. I was going to say, has he been nominated for World Player of the Year? 
Uh, no, he hasn't. Wow. There's three New Zealanders on the list, but he's not one of them. Okay. Who, who are the Kiwis on the list? Uh, have a guess. Uh, it would be Ritalik. Uh, nope. No. Surveyor? De- Dean Carter. Surveyor, G- Carter, Surveyor. and... Ritchie. McCaw. That's fair. It feels like this is player of the year from five years ago, though. <laughs> Gitto. That, that Gitto had an amazing... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. He did. Um, when Sonny Bill comes on, Manonu moves to 13, so maybe we should do that. There you go. Gets in Nonu. Uh, well, we'll get, we'll get to see it next year anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, damn right. Um, wingers, I think Imhoff gets in, doesn't Love he? Love Either one of those... Um, Another player you've been bigging up for a long time. Imhoff or, or Santiago Cordera, one of those two has to get in, because yeah. they are both class. Maybe Surveyor, for, just purely for that performance against France... Exactly right. Milner Scudder is a very good shout. Footwork. Will he go to fullback long term? Uh, he played a bit of fullback for the Hurricanes. He this did. Season. Oh, I thought he was fullback for Hurricanes all the time, pretty much. A bit of both. A bit oh. of both. Does it's the both. romantic part of us finish this fifteen with Goromaru? Yeah. At the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ben Smith is incredible. He's got to end up in the Premiership or in France, hasn't he? He has to. Apparently, Queensland Reds are looking at him. Yeah. Looking at him. Sign him. <laughs> Get him in. Uh, so Goromaro at fullback um, and that is our World Cup team of the tournament if you disagree if you've got a thought at Rugby Podcast on Twitter so who are the World uh, rug- world Rugby Players of the Year nominees so the four no it, it changes every year the number of nominees does it yeah it, inconsistent um, so we, we mentioned the three from New Zealand three um, from New Zealand uh, any two, two from Australia Hoops and Pocock correct uh, and then two from the Northern Hemisphere Pickamoles nope We've mentioned one of them in our 15. Dalbigger. Nope. What? <laughs> uh, right country. Alan Wynn. Alan Wynn. Great shout. Good, and then another reward. one, another Home Nations player. Sean O'Brien? No, he hasn't nope. played no. enough. Um, uh, Paul O'Connell? No. Nope. It's going to be Laidlaw. It is Greg Laidlaw. Oh, well done. Who also, don't forget, won the uh, European Cup. Captain Gloucester to the European Cup. Yeah. Uh, European Ch- uh, Challenge Cup. Oh, do you know what? I've just can I just go back and say, if we're talking about fitting a player into the back line, maybe even above Matt Gitto, Adam Ashley Cooper. Uh, yes, okay. maybe yeah. he should actually go in at centre with Marnonu. So, like I said, you boys were off on the on the booze in Bath, watching the World Cup final, and also going to see the Bath game. Yes, uh, I was in Greece. I didn't see any of the Premiership rugby, so you can fill me in. I've seen the scores and I've I've read some reports. And let's start with that. Well, I suppose you'd have to say an upset, an upset bath at home. Said, well, yes. I did a classic flip-flop. In one show, I went... I don't believe you flip, yeah, yeah, no, you would yeah. flip-flop, JB. 100% true story. Um, 
I said I'm gonna. I think a big Bath win. And then in the same uh, little a little bit of chat, I convinced myself Bath were not gonna win because they've got too many missing pieces. And Quinns yesterday were the far superior team, far superior. Uh, they overpowered Bath. I think Bath when Bath looked okay with ball in hand. With ball in hand, you always think they're about half a break away from a wonder try. But actually, Quinn, 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 Quinn's are just farcical in pretty much every area. Yeah, every area. They, they, they were. There was phases, particularly in the first half, where Bad did have a lot of possession, yeah. and they looked they looked competent at retaining possession, but they didn't seem to have that that cutting edge. They, yeah, they struggled to to break down that. It was an excellent, a very good pack, yeah, good set piece, lineouts and scrums. Like the, the the guys they brought in, Adam Jones and Horwell, looked like two. Excellent acquisition. They've signed in the right places. They've spent yeah, yeah. a lot of money on their front five, which was their yeah. biggest area of weakness. Absolutely was, yeah. That, Danny, Danny Hare looked very, very good. And Tim Visser looked very Tim good. Tim Visser, yeah. Who he, he looks he, he looks like an international class wing, and he's massive. Conor um, O'Shea's been mentioned in the context of an England post. I could see that. I wouldn't have a massive problem with it. Uh, yeah, he plays nice rugby, and he and he, you know. If he that, knows his stuff. If, he, if he if always that, comes across as intelligent, mm. um, yeah, insightful pundit. You listen to some some coaches and some former coaches, particularly uh, w- when they're talking, yes. and you just think, "What are you talking about?" Whereas O'Shea is always on the money, equipped for the modern game. Conor O'Shea is for yeah, sure. He doesn't strike, yeah. I mean, I could be completely wrong. With this, I don't know what he's like, but he doesn't strike me as a kind of sh- uh, screams or shouts. Very thoughtful. Very very measured. Uh, I could see him as a potential. He was very, very passionate when he was asked about Chris Robshaw's performance, and he had a strong game by all accounts um, against Bath. Yes. And Conor O'Shea said he thinks it's outrageous the the stick he's had to take as England captain, and he said that's just part of. The, unfortunately, that that's part of the role of being England captain. You stick your head above the parapet. I think is the the way he put it. He said he will prove once again he is the best English back row player. He might be the best English back row player, and he's 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 not the best seven. But he worked very very hard hard yesterday. Well, I mean, well, I mean the best English back row at the moment is, prob- is probably Nathan Hughes. Um, <laughs> yeah, not yet English. Not, not yet. But not he's not yet English. Uh, have Bath got a, a problem here, or is this just gonna? Well, I did say at the start of the season. I got. I think Bath might go backwards. Uh, mostly you know, just to, uh, statistically, because the only way that they'll go forward is to actually win the thing. And I don't think that they, don't think that, that, that they'll win it. And based on today, I mean, if they've not got Francois Lowe, they do miss class in in the pack. They've got depth in numbers, but I just, they they need everyone fit to have you know, to have a real high uh, high level of quality. Right. Uh, Saracen on the flip side are, are rumbling on with their three three out of three three out of three, and with with guys like Jackson Ray stepping in for guys who've been been on World Cup duty and. Jackson yep. Ray, the best it. worst player in in, yeah. in the Premiership, right? The mo- most underrated, I think. Yeah, scores scores a hat trick, and we don't see him for another three, three weeks. What's the? How many weeks is it before we start looking at the table and going that 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 makes sense? Three games, I still think, is too early. Oh yeah, yes. Well, Particularly given that three of the teams that I expected to be competing for the top four, Northampton, Wasps, and Bath, they've only won one game each. So. The well, table Bath at the next moment are going to sail, uh, going to Saracens. So Bath, who were finalists, could be three and one. Yeah, no, one, one, one and three. three, even worse. One and three, <laughs> substantially <laughs> worse. That is quite a lot worse. <laughs> um, so I think it is still a little bit, but I think the two at the bottom are going to be the two who are going to be scrapping it out. 
Um, Newcastle, Newcastle and, London, and London Irish. Because uh, that, that Newcastle that, and Worcester. Worcester will be scrapping out. Yeah, they, I don't they, think Worcester will actually. I think they will be. They'll be down there, but I think they, I think Worcester will be safe. I think it's between Newcastle and London Irish, based on what I've seen. Yeah. Mind you, saying that London Irish, so they put in a good performance against Saracens at, at Saracens. I think London Irish will also get a lot better as the season goes on. You, you'll as see the, them building their Franks to come in. Yeah. Anyone else to come back in? Uh, and. Um, uh, Maitland, is he, was he involved? Maitland, yeah. He was involved, was he? No, 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 no big enforcers back though. Big enforcer in the row. Uh, big enforcer in the row, m- m- maybe. maybe. <laughs> That's maybe. what they're missing. Hands, hands down. Yeah. yeah, they actually look quite impressive, but it's hard to say are they impressive or uh, are Saracens a little bit off, bit, bit off their game still. Well, Saracens just do enough. Yeah. Never, never do more than you need to. Minimum effective dose every time. Exactly right. Did anyone watch the um, Tigers Wasps game? Uh, well, I've already said I was travelling. I know I wasn't. I've been in Greece and travelling back. And I was unfortunately at a cello concert. Oh God, that's horrific! You were at a cello concert. <laughs> I was. Yes. Oh, well, I so was... my wonderful girlfriend yes. was uh, playing in a cello concert. So yeah. two days after the beer, five, 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 hour, five hour tr- train journey back. Fair uh, enough. And I was at home for twenty five minutes before having to to leave I for a cello concert. That. I don't know how you live in this world. He had five hours of me barking at him about, air, about airships. <laughs> <to Sheffield. laughs> it was by... it was a ludicrous train ride. <laughs> JP investigating. He wants to start an, air, an airship based business. Uh, I, I signed up. I signed up to a, a, a membership club today. 25, 25 quid for one email a month on airships. On airships, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like great value, doesn't it, Tim? Only twenty. Only twenty five. Only twenty five quid. Yeah. So really happy about that. Uh, anyway, so while you were at cello, I was watching Wasps versus uh, Leicester. Leicester. Le- Leicester with some of the names on their team sheet. Are looking really good on the on the basis of the result. Well, the results is what it's about, isn't it? Well, you look at these players. They think, who are they? A petty Fanua. Uh, well, he's got. Well, we've been Mike, talking him up. Well, he gets gets himself across the gain line. He looks like he's come straight from the Toulouse back row. I mean, yeah, he is <laughs> enormous. And he can well, carry. It, surprise. Well, it, he looked good in a bad London Welsh team. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had his first start today. He looked very destructive with the ball in the hand. Having said that. He was turned over twice because he tends to carry it uh, a little bit high. Uh, it's like the it was the fellow that was at sale, Koya Mabolli. Uh, he yeah. wasn't very good though. No, well, no, he was. He was either really good or would just do stu- stupid things like would just get really ridiculous turnovers against him. Yeah, but he had the acceleration of an oil tanker and, <laughs> and, and the turning circle. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Nicky Gonover did a wonderful impression of uh, Miles Benjamin. <laughs> uh, two awesome breaks right, right at the start. I think Wasps will go away really thinking that this. But thing... how's his how's his rucking? That's what Miles Benjamin does best. World class, world class. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know where Miles is at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'm not, not seeing him. Yeah. Must be injured. Must be keeping him keeping their powder dry. Exactly yeah, for the right. uh, European Champions Cup. Yeah, exactly. Must, Leicester, must be saving him. Well, potentially Leicester have got a, a load of reinforcements c- coming soon. Uh, in the form of Jan de Villiers, a yet unknown marquee signing, if they're going to sign one. And a bunch of guys from the NPC, apparently, led to believe that Aaron yes. Major's bringing over. Yeah. It's interesting to hear Owen Williams after the game. Um, he was talking about the, the culture change that Aaron Major's uh, had on the team. Oh, yeah. and the cool. Everybody and the looks at JB. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I hear that word, I'm like, JB. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Yeah, apparently it's all skills based. No one has enough skills, you know, that kind of thing. Um, what do you mean they're ditching fighting with fighting and training, and they're starting to actually <laughs> learn how to play rugby? Cocker will not be happy about that. No, he won't be. The, the one thing I'll say from a Wasps' point of view is they will feel aggrieved not to come away with a win here. Uh, they weren't the better team by by any stretch, but if you're going to beat Leicester, if you want to be considered a serious team, this is the sort of game which you absolutely have to win. That's Leicester three and zero. Yeah, do you reckon they they've got what it takes to uh, make well, top four? Based with on what with the fact that they're they're only going to get stronger, it's a it's a big statement uh, for the start. And I was uh, probably with a lot of people. I was looking at their team sheet as I said and, and going, who Sam what? Sam Harrison and Tommy Bell as your halfbacks? Yeah, Mike Williams. Sam Harrison in the second row really he, well. He, yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, now he's got terrible terrible grooming choices. Awful. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. He play. He plays very quick. He's got a nice pass. I, I was really impressed with what I saw. Um, who was the other guy? Well, Tommy Bell. Uh, no, but he didn't play today. Owen Williams today. played today. Yeah. yeah, you're a big fan. Huge fan. Huge fan. I think him backing up bigger is is, is brilliant, and they're quite similar players in, in in a lot of ways too. But no, let's let's look. They look om, om, they look ominous. Let's put that mm, it's, mm. it's definitely definitely a gear shift. Yes. The, again, the impact of a New Zealand coach. <laughs> yeah. Is that just the solution to any club's problems? Well, it might be the get a key, getting a Kiwi. Well, well London hasn't, hasn't yet worked for London Irish, but that's a work in progress. Well, it might be a solution for England because, of course, apparently they're looking at Dave Rennie. Hmm. Now he is meant to be a cracking coach, but I'm sure like all of his backroom stuff have left, and they've gone to London, London Irish. No. Uh, Tom Coventry and some of the others, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, apparently he's being con- being considered, and that would be quite exciting. That is exciting. Mm. Well, it's, it's it, if if and when and whatever we'll we'll get to talk well, about. Well, we do need to worry about it because I don't think that Lancaster is leaving anytime soon. Nope. So break break the bank and go for Steve Hansen and all. I don't his, think all Steve Hansen's the answer stuff. I no, I think he is. I think he is because. England, where England fell down, they've got the players. Yeah. They've probably got the coaches, but they've not got. They didn't have the selection policy right, and they picked the wrong players. They didn't have the tactical nous, and Hansen has that. Well, you, you know, uh, I think the selection was completely wrong, as you all know. I mean, watching Wasps today, Simpson, Wade. Uh, by the way, the, the other scrum off, Rob um, Robson, Dan Robson, Daly, all absolute dynamite. Not one of them played for England. Yeah. So the players, the players are there. Um, I don't think Hansen would be a, a great idea because I'm not entirely sure how good a coach he is, which sounds crazy. He's, he's when well, he, does, he, he kind of doesn't need to. Need to. You, you need a, a you need a, a general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A manager, a leader, tactician, strategist. He doesn't necessarily need to be a coach. And he knows who the best coaches are. Uh, exactly. Okay, exactly. Okay. So you don't need to be a good coach, is what we're saying. And I, I get that. So you want like a CEO type, uh, you know, chairman of the board type. Is well, saying? I'm saying that appears to be what Hanson does. I, I can't imagine he's out there holding tackle shoes. Yeah, it's like a chief exec, no. chief exec of a of a business sets the the tone for that and, and sets the, the they set the strategy. They set that they pick the right people to implement that strategy, and yeah. that's that's how a business operates. And I think that's how rugby operates. Uh, we've not spoke about Worcester Gloucester, which good is a good game, good fucking game. game. With a try in the last minute from from Gloucester to win it, I think Cooper Vuna might be a little bit of a snotty snotty type for um, 
for, for, for Worcester. He's useful. He is. He's a handful. And I remember him in Super Rugby as well. They always used to bang on about, oh, Cooper Vuna, it's Cooper Vuna. Yeah. I never saw him do anything. Just sounds good when an Aussie's <laughs> going, Cooper Vuna. Exactly. Like, like. Uh, Joe t- Tamani. Perfect. It works so well. <laughs> Matt Tamua. <laughs> so, uh, oh, watched, I watched the Rugby League uh, today, England, New Zealand. The best name for a player. Oh, it's awesome. You know, there's a uh, Samu Manoa. Yeah, there's there's a New Zealand rugby league player called Sam Moa, Samoa. Oh, the ref- amazing! The referee actually said Samoa on the ball here. One of them, <laughs> one of them made a gag. He put in a, a bit of a late hit on Ruby, and Ruby had to go off. He said, "Well, he has been hit by an entire country." Yeah, it's going to leave a walk. You can have you can have Tom Gar, Tom 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 Gar, Tom Gar, Tom Gar. Tom right, Gar. let's Google Tom Gar because I'm better than Tom Gar. You guys, you guys talk. I'm I'm, I'm on Twitter. Uh, G-A-R. Very good. Uh, what, what's happening in the world of Pro Twelve? Uh, nothing. Literally Those, nothing. Ulster Ulster lost again. Uh, they're three and zero on the road. Uh, no, zero really? three on the road. Yeah. Um, against a good Munster team. Scarlets are shaping up pretty well, aren't they? No idea. <laughs> they, they beat. They, they look like they've got a really, really decent team. Right. Okay, guys. Tom Gar, uh, <laughs> Chief Operating Officer and Profitability Revolution Paradigm, Greater Atlanta Area uh, Broadcast Broadcast Media. Um, so this, this is his LinkedIn. I'm a seasoned corporate leader in financial services and asset management. I've joined LinkedIn to uh, <laughs> assist the community with advice, guidance. We're and reading out a LinkedIn profile <laughs> on the back Real- of a man because his name sounds slightly like a country that plays rugby. Tom Gore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, everyone add Tom Gore now. You know there's, on jo- you know there's uh, Worcester scrum half Johnny R. Is there oh, a Johnny. is there a George R? George R. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tremendous game. Why have we never done this before? <laughs> and Russ R. Yes. Uh, uh, how, how is uh, is it A double R? There must be a George R. Um, I'm trying to think of more. <laughs> if, it, if it was like a, a female rugby player called Fiona, abbreviated Fee G. Fee G. <laughs> G, like Gina G. G E E. Yeah. <laughs> Fiji. <Fee> G. <laughs> uh, there is George R R Martin. George R R Martin. Yeah, that's <laughs> the writer it. of the Game Game of Thrones yeah. book. <laughs> now the best one. Oh, hang on. No, sorry, 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 boys. Unfortunately, there is no George R. Oh. Uh, Tom. Uh, I recommend everyone. There's got to uh, be a Scott there, Land. There is, there is a There's got to be a Scott Land. There is a Fiona G. Oh, is there? Yeah. What does Fiona G do? Uh, going on Fiona G's UK LinkedIn profile. Fiona G, regional brand manager at Diago. Really? Lou Diago. Diego. Sorry, Diego. Uh, sorry, sorry, not Diego. Diageo. 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 They, they do Guinness. They do. They they look after Guinness. Ones in, there we go, you see. A rugby brand. There you go. Fiji. Fiji. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> this is a well worth feature, definitely. Some of these guys, there's going to be there's going to be George R. What was the one? Um, Tom Gar. Tom Gar. Tom Gar. And, and Fiona G. Are going <laughs> to are going to hear through the grapevine at some point by How someone. How people view you, your but, profile? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? I've just been my LinkedIn profile's going off the chain. I must be. I've got in for a big month. <laughs> uh, there you go. Well, any more suggestions on on that front? If you know anyone called Tom Gar, <laughs> Fiona G, etc. We'll get this call in. Uh, and the last one was right. Okay, this is important though. Last game was Exeter versus Newcastle. Newcastle. Uh, now, is this the first game Tom Waldrum hasn't started for Exeter in the Premiership? Is that right? Oh, his replacement Don Armand. Looked superb. It's got yeah. two trays. They've got some options in that back row. Now, what happens in Exeter? Uh, what happens in Exeter when they score a try? Someone, <laughs> someone, describe <laughs> what is going on. Uh, well, no, I'm just going to put, put it out there, and uh, it is the Exeter. It's cock the, tap. It, it yeah. is a cock tap, like an arse tap, but uh, just a, f- it's, a full it, frontal. It's, it's a phallic rub. <laughs> uh, it's more. It's, it's more no, of a pat. No, it's, it's, it's a pat. It's more of a it pat. It is. It is. And they've been doing it for. They've been doing it for several for quite a few years now. So a player will score a try, a try and his teammates will run up to him, and as, as well as the little pat on the shoulder, they will pat him on. They will pat him on the cock. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most ludicrous thing, uh, and it, it never fails to make me laugh. I know. I love and it. The funniest part about it is now is they try and hide it. So they all get in like a big huddle, thinking like you can't, you know, you can't see what like what you're up to, and yet we can. And you see these hands all furiously <laughs> yeah, like tapping away, tapping backwards and forwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you you work for PC Sports, Tim. Wonder, you... Wonderful broadcaster. I'm working again, uh, Northampton Scarlets. Now, do you you obviously have the the, ear, the the earpiece in. Yeah. So is it? Would you be hearing stuff like uh, cock tap on camera four, camera four, <laughs> cock tap, turn it off. Keep it above the waist, guys. Yeah, I worked at an Exeter game, uh, Exeter Bath, and that, that wasn't part of the, uh, the the stuff I heard. Well, Exeter didn't score a try, did they? They didn't. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, James they did. Short scored in the first, in, in, first yeah, minute. James Short in the uh. first minute. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It is. It is getting to the point where it's going to start being like Someone... censored. You're going to have like a little black bar across. No, no, we're going to have pixelation. Pixelation <laughs> of, uh, of Exeter when they score tries. Uh, extra box to score, guys. Turn off all the cameras. All cameras face away. Yeah, commentary <laughs> only. It's, uh, yeah, I, I am genuinely amazed though that no one has no one has said so. I mean, maybe, maybe we should keep this quiet. In fact, if you do hear this, don't tell anyone that you know because we need to keep it quiet. It's a well, wonderful tradition. We have talked about it a little bit before, but we've sort of. I'm trying to think of a right. I was going to say beat around the bush, but that's probably not. The, <laughs> not the Bad way. choice of words, yeah. Tim. We we've, we've sort of <laughs> tiptoed around it, which is the opposite of what Exeter are doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so keep keep an eye out for it. Keep yeah, keep an eye out for it. Enjoy it, but keep it to yourself. We don't want the meddling authorities getting involved and ruining the game further. Let the boys play. Let the boys exactly <laughs> exactly. Let uh, the boys play. So that's so that's the Premiership done. That was I was so disappointed with Newcastle. Yeah, I am as it, well. But well, partly disappointed with Newcastle, partly impressed because Exeter looked—they looked very handy. Uh, not only that, I've been saying nice things about Newcastle recently. I mean, yeah. I used to be very down on Newcastle. It's just a northern wasteland where no sport happens. But <laughs> recently, three G pitch—they've got some nice, nice players there. Uh, Catrick, the Hammer, the Hammer um, is playing there too. School prefect, the Hammer. The Hammer took a hammer in this weekend. He did. 
Great player, though. great player. Uh, I, I, as, as you're playing with a hammer at the uh, moment, JB, is, uh, is that your? Uh, is that like JB a, has a hammer at his feet? <laughs> exactly right. Uh, I, I think the hammer might, might 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 be taking the place vacated by by Andy Good, as one of your favourite players. Exactly. Alongside Miles Benjamin, who is again a wonderful player. Mm. Uh, I'm just disappointed with Newcastle so far. I think their efforts have been substandard, and they're going to have to improve drastically if they want to. Yeah. Uh, if they want to be competitive, mm. drastically. And particularly with Worcester being as competitive as they are. Yeah. It was interesting that Jack Noel was apparently rested because of injury concerns on the 3G pitch. Wow. Uh, is that right? Are you yeah. sure about that? Yeah. So what, they just thought like it was too much stress for his body or something? No, there, there are, statistically, I think there are more medial ligament injuries and that kind of injury, the turning, the uh, the, fr- yeah. the friction. Because you think about the way Jack Noel plays. Steps. Step, a lot of steps. Yeah. And there's there's extra friction. Um, so when, you're, when your leg is twisting, your foot doesn't give as much. It stays st- more st- more still on the ground. It is fairly ironic that you'd rest a player who would benefit from it the most. Yeah. Because I'm sure Jack Noll doesn't like playing on, on muddy pitches. I bet he loves seven season. Yeah. Yeah. Won't like heavy pitches, will he? Mm. Yeah. So it's ironic that you rest him for the game when you're on a plastic pitch and he'll be his most effective. But still won by 40 points, so uh, yeah. who cares? Yeah. And also, it's like it's like those uh, like, like sprinters, like actual proper sprinters, Usain Bolt and Co. They're so finely tuned that they're just hamstrings just, yeah. just yeah. kind of go ping so you want, I wonder with with his and, and his style of running whether yeah that's interesting though one to watch yeah. out for for sure wait wait JB's uh, microphone is gone um, right okay so shall we talk about next week's games yes does anyone have does everyone have the lineups yeah now you've got your microphone back in um, I don't Phil uh, not yet but I can very quickly get them Yeah, so I'm coaching a rugby league team tomorrow, Tim. Are you? Yep, I'm coaching a rugby league team. I'm coaching the, Mon- the Manchester Met rugby league team. I'm going to try and teach them how to play union for half a game. Yeah, they're playing, they're playing, <laughs> oh, they're playing a, a cross-codes game. Cross-codes game, yeah. Like the Bath v Wigan. Exactly, exactly right. Are you gonna, so basically, they're taking it easy on them on scrums and lineouts, are they? Um, well, I don't know, actually. I don't know what the rules are. I'm going to show up tomorrow and see, see what happens. But uh, we're going to teach them lineouts and a bit of contact area stuff. How hard can it be, really? Let's, let's get a call <laughs> into Dave Ward. Exactly right. <laughs> um, if, if Sam Burgess, in a full year with full time coaching, cannot learn lineouts, how on earth are you going to have one session with these lads? It's, it, his brother Tom has come out and said the latest on Sam Burgess. His brother Tom has said that he's in a uh, it's a crossroads moment. Matt Perry from Bath has come out and said it would be a real shame if he left. There's, uh, it seems to be gearing up for a Sam Burgess is off, doesn't what, it? What, it does. what does Matt Perry do nowadays? Just you know, living in Bath, loving life. Hangs, hangs out around Bath, growing a beard. England's most capped fullback. Uh, so okay. Friday night, yes, please. Harlequins versus Sale. Oh. Sale, sail away. Oh no, Sale beating. Uh, North North we, we, we mentioned that. We did. Yeah. Well, I mean, a hell of a win. Hell of a win. Yeah. Um, and they are away at Harlequins. Away yeah. at Harlequins. Sail away. Uh, that means. That means a loss for Sale. Yes. A loss for Sale. Big win for Quins. Yeah. It's, it's a, then. London Irish versus Bath. London Irish versus Bath. London Irish Saracens. at home. Irish were competitive against Saracens. I thought Bath had Saracens this week. No. Nope. Uh, 7th of November. No, nope, you got that right there. Yeah, Saracens played in Northampton. Oh. So Irish, Bath. Um, well, basically, that's, that's London Irish 
East against London Irish West. Yeah. <laughs> I expect London Irish... Sorry, I expect Bath to win this. London Irish West to beat London Irish East. Yeah. Bath need... They, they really, need really to win. need it now. After the game, uh, we hung out for an extra 10-15 minutes, um, watched some of the players like wandering around, having selfies taken, and got a, a selfie with Stuart Hooper, and he was not in the mood for chatting. I tried, tried asking him a couple of questions, and he just kind of very grumpily took the phone, took the picture and got out of there. But to be fair, that's what Stuart Hooper's like when he's at BT Sport. So He's dead chatty. <laughs> he's a really chatty bloke. Maybe he's oh, he? Yeah, he's, he's a good talker. Maybe it's just so. around you. Maybe he just hates me. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, well yeah, I, I, I found him quite reserved when I met him, to be fair. Check out this for a game then. I wonder if at the end of the season we could be looking back at this as an important matchup. Worcester, Newcastle. Yeah, well, Worcester at home. Don't I don't think, think it's going to be that important for Worcester. Yeah. From what I've seen, I think they're going to be all right. Worcester at home will win it. Yep, yeah, agreed. Northampton, ben. Saracens. That's a biggie. Yeah, that's the BT game on BT Sport 3.15 on Saturday, isn't it? Northampton versus Saracens. Uh, in the Gardens as well. Yeah. Ooh, I think. <sighs> no so, idea. You've got to expect Northampton to have some sort of reaction. Yeah. Because they've been so flat. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. 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 <laughs> um, I, I'd go for Northampton at home, but it will be very close. That is going to be tight. Yeah. Tight, like, that'd be a good game. And then, equally interesting, like Exeter should have beaten Bath. Yes, away. And they're now playing Leicester at home. Exactly. They should have beaten Bath. So they, they should have been unbeaten. Leicester are unbeaten. And Exeter host Leicester. That's a meaty match. Leicester with Salvi and Waldrum and Parling. Parling. Although Parling's not been playing, has he? No. Uh, I would go with Exeter. They're on a good, good. I'm going to go for the Chiefs at home. Exeter at home for me as well. Yeah, yeah. And also, if they want to be serious, they've got to win this. Yeah, got to. And what are the teams that are left? Gloucester. Gloucester Wasps, Gloucester on, the, Wasps. on the Sunday 3 p.m. Well, it is what it is. Gloucester's year, isn't it? So yeah, uh, maybe. Wasps. I think Wasps, Wasps at home I think we'll win this is going to be a relentless season because because this weekend it's Premiership uh, and Pro 12 next weekend European Cup matches Ooh. weekend after more t- there, I think it's 25 consecutive weekends in a row yes. with no break yes which is uh, awesome from a uh, fan's point of view you've you just got to be intelligent DORs have to be intelligent and have to rest players like resting Noel yeah, um, yeah. Wasps should win that. Uh, yes, they should. Yes. There uh, we go. Big Wasps win. And Ulster, looking for their first away win of the season against uh, Newport and Dragons on the Sunday, and they'll get it. Mark my words. Yes, they need to. Uh, we should celebrate. How can we celebrate a, uh, a successful podcast, boys? Uh, by by wearing our rugby bear. Uh, sorry, our pigbarians. Pink tops. That's how. Well, it's not. It's not as much fun as Exeter's celebration, but I'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Love it. They're awesome, aren't they? These these uh, pigberrians tops, mate. They are absolutely, 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 absolutely quality. We've got um, three shirt sentences from pigberrians to an invitational team up in Edinburgh. Do a lot of charity matches. Does, does that mean we're invited to play for them? I hope. I so. hope so. If, if we get the in, invite, I would definitely play. From what I understand, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure I'm good enough. <laughs> um, so maybe you two could. Uh, <laughs> You're the only one who's currently playing. Me and yeah, that means nothing. You've seen me play. Um, 
So, hmm. yes, if we get the invite, we will definitely play. Yeah, right. and it's a good excuse to go up and uh, have a few beers in Edinburgh or somewhere around there. Exactly right. So, if you found us during the Rugby World Cup, stick with us through the rugby season. We'll we'll have obviously more international rugby when that rears its head again. Uh, but we we do this. We talk about rugby, all the game of rugby, everything around rugby. Uh, we love the Premiership. Uh, we're into Pro 12 European. Not really into Pro 12, though, are we? Uh, you're not as much. Uh, rug- or you? Uh, not, not, not as much, but yeah. Uh, and uh, it's the European, of course, uh, European tournaments next weekend. So, so much to get our teeth into. But, of course, we've got to uh, look forward to this weekend's lot of rugby. So, um, yeah, watch the rugby and then check back in with us for that. In the meantime, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, tim at eggchasers.com if you want to email. And we will see you on the next podcast in a bit, Phil. Cheers, Tim. In a bit, JB. See you later, Tim.